0: Hi everyone, Isha here. Just wanted to give a quick content warning for this episode for brief mentions of suicide and abusive relationships. If that's triggering for you, keep that in mind. Other than that, please enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to Oshio our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Kimberly.
0: And I'm Isha, and in this episode we'll be talking about Sailor Moon R, episodes 69 to 74 of the original anime. So where we last left off was episode 68, titled Clash of the Ten Warriors, which is when all of the Senshi fought against Rubius and the Ayakashi sisters, and it ended with Chibius admitting she comes from the future. So you would think that episode 69 would kind of be like, wow, what a big reveal. Not at all. We go straight into Mamoru agonizing over <laughs> how he has to get Usagi to get over him completely because he keeps having these dreams uh, of like her being destroyed in the future and like her princess serenity form and being like, stay away from her or she'll die. And,
1: <sighs> and he's like, I guess
0: I'll break up with her. He's like, I'll break up with her, and I won't have anything to do with her. But I'm gonna show up all the time, and he's such. He goes to Motoki for like advice on like how to like get a girl to hate him. And Motoki's like, I don't know what's wrong with you. And then decides (laughs) to like use his little sister as a decoy, like Motoki's little sister Unazaki, as as like a decoy to make Fusaki think that he's with somebody else now. He's not even with her. Like, he literally is giving Inazaki a ride to meet her boyfriend on his motorcycle.
1: But he specifically does it so he could be seen with a girl with him.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and pretty he took a route that he knew Inazaki and her friends would be going down on.
1: Yeah. Like, if you want nothing to do with her, just stop, stop showing up all the time. Stop being everywhere. Right? Like, you don't have to be like oh, I'm going to do all these horrible things so she'll hate me. It's like, it's just, why do you have to be abusive on top of breaking up? With You could just leave.
0: Yeah, (laughs) just don't say anything to her. Avoid her. Be like, no, we're broken up and I'm done with you. And then like, don't show up anymore. Like, that's how, that's how breakups work.
1: You you can't even, it's not even like the younger version of Mamoru because in the manga, he's much younger. So, like, right. it's not even, like, oh, what can he do? He's a stupid high school student. He's going to make bad choices sometimes. This
0: is an adult! Yeah, he's in college. And, like, in the manga, he has dreams about this, and he he has dreams about the future and Isaki being in danger, and he tells her. So, like, 17-year-old Mamoru is more mature than, like, 18- to 19-year-old <laughs> Mamoru. That is, yeah. That's and so it's true. So, It's so frustrating. It it does give us, like, my favorite gift of Usagi, which is her, like, waking up in the middle of the night and just, like, going to the fridge and, like, opening it and just sitting in front of an open fridge Mm -hmm. and just eating whatever (laughs) she can get her hands on. Being like, like, I don't have a boyfriend. I don't care if I get fat. Like, I'm just going to eat whatever. Right. (laughs) And, like, Luna's Luna's obviously concerned because, like, it's not great behavior, Uh, And then Chibiusa overhears and gets upset and runs away to, like, talk to Momori and be like, you can't break up with her. And it's, it's so weird because Chibiusa is, like, weirdly possessive of him and is like, he likes me more than you. But, like, when she hears this, and, like, we know that Chibiusa is their child from the future. So, but, like, all of Chibiusa's actions seem to be, like, contradictory in every single episode. They don't know who she is.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they they really don't keep up the consistency Mm -hmm. with it, where it's like, I don't know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's really frustrating. Anyway, she runs away, like, she gets caught by Pets and Calaveras. She cries. Um, oh no, she runs away, gets lost, starts to cry, activates her powers, attracts Pets and Calaveras, um... The other she go to help her out, and the droid that they have puts Sailor Moon to sleep, and they can't wake her up, and, um, you know, half of them are, like, fighting the droid so that it doesn't kill Sailor Moon, and the other half are, like, trying to get her to wake up, and so Luna, like, runs off to get Memori because, like, True Love's kiss will do this, and he's, like, he, like, hesitates as Luna is begging him, so of course he shows up. And he kisses her, and she wakes up, and they kill off the droid, and pets and Calaveras run off, blah, 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 whatever. And then Isaki's like, clearly, like, you showed up, I was almost dead, like, clearly you love and care about me. And he was like, no, I don't. And just leaves. I was so confused
1: why they even bothered with this episode. Like
0: It's so frustrating. It's literally an episode to, like, be, like, to showcase his man pain. And it's like, you have a literal Shinto priestess. (laughs) <laughs> right there who could interpret your stupid ass dreams seriously and, and you're refusing to take advantage of that resource and i think that's one of the things that bothers me the most about the anime in that they keep usagi and Mamoru's relationship separate from the rest of her friends yeah and he's integrated into the team in the manga like he's not a century, but they're like but you're her future husband. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, right. even though at that point, none of them know that for sure, but they're all kind of like, look, we've been through a couple of lifetimes. Like, this is, we know this is going to happen. You know, so it's.
1: It's weird. It's like, so... I, I don't know. I don't know if. I guess that happens, but I don't really know of anybody who does not hang out with their boyfriend and their friends at the same time. Like, obviously, there's, like, date time and every time – obviously, there's just, like, girls' night kind of things. But, like, yeah, they're never together all at
0: once. Like – Yeah. Like, it's so weird because how do you not fold your significant other into your friend group? Right. You know? Like, how do you keep that completely separate? Right. I don't know. It's just it's just really weird, and like honestly, makes me really concerned about like how men in Japan view relationships.
1: <laughs> I mean, and I feel like it would be one thing if they all went to the same school, so you could just kind of argue, oh, obviously they're hanging out because they just got off of school together. But no, like only a couple of them go to the same school. They actually get together to hang yeah. out, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I don't know.
0: i don't know it's it's really weird and like they have the inbuilt excuse of like well he's a boy so like unless they're talking about you know world destroying stuff like they like he might he doesn't have to hang out with them because it's just like it's a group of all girls and that makes me kind of uncomfortable because there's interests that i have no interest in so like i'll hang out with you sometimes but like not all the time yeah you know so it's just like the excuse could be,
1: like, I'm not used to this level of girl. <laughs> right, right. But, yeah, no, it's just, it's just not there.
0: <laughs> but anyway, like, the next few episodes are great because with the Ayakashi sisters and the manga, like, they just show up to die, you know? Like, they exist to, like, be foils to the century before they're kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they just die. Like, that's it. There's no, there's nothing else to them. There's no death. There's no exploration but the anime does a really good job of humanizing the anime so the next episode is all about koan and her love for rubius and how he really takes advantage of her and like gives her false hope
1: intentionally yeah
0: intentionally leads her on it's so crushing because like as he's giving her this assignment to like find rabbit and like get like, go to the Hikawa Shrine, because, like, a lot of things seem to happen there. Go there and wait for Rabbit to show up, which is honestly smart. And, but she's like, oh, I bought you this perfume. And he's like, thank you so much. And then crushes it in his hand. He's like, oh, Whoops. I didn't know it was that week. Uh, it was just I guess so I didn't... unnecessarily cruel, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh, it's really, really messed up. And anyway, she goes to the shrine. She poses as this makeup woman. She tries to push cosmetics on Tsusaki and Ray, and like they're interested because like what teenage girl isn't interested in makeup? Uh, but she's really pushy about it, and they're kind of like we're we're kind of still children, and we're more interested in a natural look. Like we don't need to have like fifty products on our face to like make us feel attractive. And so Koan, like, projects a lot of her insecurities onto them. And they're like, you need to, like, <laughs> <pack off."
1: laughs> It's a really cute
0: interaction. <laughs> yeah. And I think it really does, it does, it manages to toe that line because, where, like, a lot of the times people see, like, makeup as either all good or all bad, you know, where it's like, oh, you have to apply makeup. It's as, especially so in yourself. media. patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, and the patriarchy's making you do it and um like you shouldn't have to wear makeup and uh and there's people who are like, I wear makeup to feel good about myself because yes I am insecure because and it's it's also there's a
1: lot of In the media you get a lot of depictions of the not like other girls. So it's like the other girls yeah. are so vapid and they they're arrogant and they're just all it's all around a negative depiction and then you have The girl who's not like other girls and she doesn't wear makeup and she doesn't do
0: this and it's and it's bullshit because like right in the media they're like this is the girl who doesn't wear makeup and she's covered in foundation and mascara oh yeah and she's and like matte brown eyeshadow so it's like mm, mm, she wears glasses and overalls it doesn't mean she's ugly Right, um,
1: and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing to see. You can be glamorous and still be intelligent and still have quirky interests. You know, I yeah, I'm a cosmetologist. I'm a hairdresser, and uh, on the weekends I dress up in medieval costumes and play with sticks. You know, <laughs> right? You can nerdy like interests.
0: <laughs> Yeah, and I like that in the show, like, Usagi and Rei aren't like, oh, we don't need makeup, you know? They're kind of like, no, I like makeup and this, and I'm interested. Mm-hmm. It's Koan's, like, pushing of, like, multiple products where they're like, I am a child and I do not need this much.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, they just, they and, have a preference and
0: they voice that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I, I like that it's just very middle of the road of, like, yeah, like, this is a thing that exists. Um, but anyway, Chibiusa does show up, and so, of course, like, Koan tries to attack her, but Yuichiro, God bless this poor dumb man, uh, <laughs> like, tackles her. Because he's like, here's this crazy lady attacking a literal child. Um, And so Koan's like, I'm about to blast this man into the next century when, like, Sailor Moon and Mars obviously show up and um, defend Yuichiro and tell Chibiusa to get away. And so they fight, and, like, obviously Chibi gets away, and so Ruby disappears and is like, I'm disgusted with you, because you failed me for the last time, and, like, gives Mm -hmm. her this object to, um, to, like, to basically do a suicide attack, um, and Jupiter and Venus have shown up by this time, Jupiter's like, I'm about to uh, end this woman's whole career. <laughs> and Mars, like, actually gets in her way and is like, don't kill her. Because Koan is just lashing out, and she's sobbing. Like, her whole heart is broken. Like, her whole reason for living is gone. She's like, I have nothing to go back to. I might as well destroy myself and take them out with me. And Mars is like, no, like, we can't kill her. She's a victim.
1: They basically talk her down, yeah.
0: Yeah, and so Mars convinces Isagi to heal her and Sailor Moon does moon healing escalation and Koan just becomes a regular person and becomes a real makeup saleswoman. Which I absolutely love. I love that because they make make
1: the characters, especially Koan and the others, really the bad guys. Obsessed Mm -hmm. with putting on makeup, doing their makeup to the point that they'll have like a fight and like when they get a little bit tussled around, they like stop to powder their face. I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they didn't go the route where when they became like humans and not evil anymore that they give up makeup. No, that's just part of her. Now she can actually just enjoy it and sell makeup and have fun being
0: uh, a lady, you know? Right. The issue is not, like, the makeup and the vanity. It's yeah. what's leading them to feel that way. Right. That they have to do this. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, the, the issue is not that they're vain. The issue is what's making them behave this way. Like, what's instigating that.
1: Yeah. Um, um, if we can uh, just dial back to Yuichiro just for a second. It, I sure. it, While we were talking about this episode, it, it clicked for me that... This season, Sailor Moon R, because the Mm -hmm. way they wrote Maburu, uh, forced him to stop being best boy, and the best boy of Sailor Moon R is definitely Yuichiro.
0: (laughs) Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yuichiro is loyal, he's kind, (laughs) he's helpful, he's a defender of the weak, Like, he'll take on an enemy that he knows he can't take on, but he's like, it's the right thing to do. And he does it without the
1: expectation of getting the girl in the end.
0: Yeah, he's not doing this because he's trying to impress anybody. He's doing it because it's the right thing to
1: do. Not that that would bother him. but
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, like, I mean, he's not... He's not going to say, like, no to Ray being nicer to him. But he doesn't know oh, yeah. that Ray is Sailor Mars. Yeah. So, like, he's not getting anything out of this. He's just yeah. like, oh, here's a bad person attacking a child. She could also attack other people in the temple. I need to take her down. Right. Right. He just, he sees a need and he takes care of it. hmm Not well, but, you know, he's just a regular human man. Yeah.
1: Uh, also, side note, sorry for my croaky voice this week. Um, I live in California, and it's still on fire.
0: Yay. (laughs) I mean, at this point, when is it not on fire? Do you remember that there used to be, that there didn't used to be a fire season? Yeah. Yeah. You remember when there used to be,
1: uh, El Nino, and there was, like, rainy seasons? Yeah. Man, that was great. Remember when
0: it used to, remember when it used to rain? Do you remember, like... I think it was 2003-2004 winter mm-hmm. where it just rained from like November to April. Yeah. Wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wasn't that an El, El Nino year?
0: I think it was. I think so. I think so. That, yeah. That's usually how it is with an El Nino. We got so much snow in this year as that year. Man. I think that's why like the drought didn't fully start till 2008 it was because of the amount of rain and snow we got in 2003.
1: Yeah. Probably, because yeah. we got that snowpack.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah. And then it'll... <laughs> anyway, speaking of snow and water, uh, the next episode is birdier. Hey, good segue. <laughs> hey. So, obviously, obviously, Koan sisters are furious and kind of humiliated that their sister, like, gave up this plan to destroy the past so that they could have a future. And defected. Um, and yeah, defected and is living, like, this happy life, and they're disgusted by it. Yeah. And so Ruby is like, okay, here's this dark point, like, or like, go and corrupt it.
1: Oh my god, and I love that Koan can be seen hanging out with the girls. Yeah. She's not, I I totally thought she would just be gone forever. You know what I
0: mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's it's nice. They do pop up again, like, uh, later in the this season yeah. as well. Um I don't remember I I don't think they pop up at all in the other seasons. I don't
1: think so, fine. but at least they, they lasted through this season. Yeah.
0: yeah. And so like all the remaining sisters are all scheming against each other because they want to destroy each other and like take all the glory and like destroy Rabbit and their sister and it's terrible. So Birdier goes to corrupt this chess power. Chess power. Chess tower. Um, <laughs> but because Ami is a girl genius and is obviously very good at chess, sees her in the chess tower, like, transforms and attacks her. Um, and I- Jupiter and Sailor Moon also, like, back- come to back her up and birdie her, like, retreats. Uh,
1: the chess tower uh, is specifically, like, a place where people like, ch- play chess in this episode. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's literally a tower built by an, a rich old man who's like, I just really like chess. I think it's neat. Yeah.
1: And I, I like how they <laughs> kind of brush over that, too. And, and Ami is actually friends with him.
0: So. Yeah. Which I think is probably the most plausible situation because, like, Ami's parents are, like, rich and upper class. Yeah. So it tracks that, like, yeah, they'd probably be friends with this guy, who, you know, who's like, oh, wow, your kid is really good at chess. Let's play. Yeah. Um, it's cute. Yeah, so, uh, Birdier decides that she's going to artificially create a chess tournament there because she's figured out that Ami is Sailor Mercury. And, um, she's gonna challenge, her. like, yeah, she's going to trap her, and so, like, they go through the ranks, and, like, Ami's, like, chess tournament. Of course I'm going to sign up. <laughs> so it ends with Bertier and Ami, like, facing off against each other. And it's different compared to Don't... the manga, because in the manga, like, Bertier goes on TV and directly challenges her. Oh, okay, that's what I was whereas... going to say.
1: Didn't she challenge her on TV? But I was thinking of the manga.
0: So, yeah, yeah, in the manga, she directly challenges her. She's like, um, oh, but... by
1: the way, meet me in the tower.
0: Yeah, but in, in, the, in the anime, Bertier's making these plans, and Ami has no idea. Oh, okay. So... They do a whole thing and then, like, she freezes the audience. And then, like, the sense she tried to attack, but she's, like, got them past, it, got them through a barrier. And Birdier tells Ami, like, if you want to save your friends, then you have to beat me at chess. And, um, every time you lose a piece, like, part of you will freeze. And Ami's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, like, she does lose pieces and she does get, like, half frozen and Tuxedo mask of course appears cuz that's his job throws a rose breaks her mad breaks Birdier's water magic essentially get free and then Birdier decides to do the suicide bomber option um, that Koan gave her because like her sister's pets and Calavera show up and they're like yo if you want to like you're not going to be able to come back like you have to kill all of them and yourself right and so, and it, birdier, I, I forget
1: how they explain it. It's like some dimensional thing. What, what is it?
0: No, no, the dimensional thing is the next one. I okay. think this is just like a more powerful, crisp, like malefic black crystal. I
1: mean, like this self-destruct thing. Yeah, it's basically just like a bomb. Yeah they they don't like they kind of vaguely explain it, but yeah, it's just yeah, mm-hmm. basically just destroys her and the others.
0: Yeah, essentially it's just a bomb, so, like, Birdier's about to do it, but Koan appears because Koan has been watching TV, and it's just (laughs) like, you don't have to do this, like, we can be together, and Birdier, you know, gives in, and it's like, okay, Sailor Moon heals Birdier, and they become sisters, and they work together, and it's so pretty. (laughs) I mean, yeah, they're
1: already sisters, but, like, I like that that the behavior finally becomes
0: sisterly instead of all rivalry. Yeah, and like, Burdier still teases on because that's what you do. Yeah. You know, like, they still mess with each other, but it's not vicious the way it was when they were with the black man. Right. And so the next episode is Pets and Calaveras being like, okay, our sisters have messed up. Like, we have to fix this, or like, we're going to get taken out yeah. by the black man. Well, Moon.
1: half their team is gone now.
0: Right. So Ruby is like, you, okay. Here's this magic wand, this will enhance your powers, and it's just, like, a thing to, it's just, like, a malefic black crystal wand. And he's like, you gotta kill the senshi, collect the rabbit, and kill your sisters, or the two of you are going to, or I'm gonna kill the two of you. And
1: also, like, he's, he's, like, it's super shameful that they, they've defected, and you need to redeem yourselves on their behalf, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so, because they have like the magic to f- see where Koan and Bertier are, they know that they're at the Hikawa Shrine. And so they go there and they kidnap Koan and Bertier because they they're like, we know the Sailor Senshi are going to show up. And so of course, like Usagi and the others are like, okay, so we have to go and get them. And Usagi like takes Chibius and puts her in a closet and tells her to stay hidden because obviously because that works. And here's the weirdest thing. Like, Chibi Yusa obviously doesn't stay in a closet. No. Because what child would? No. Um, and sees all of them transform. And she's completely shocked by the fact that Isagi and her friends are the senshi.
1: Right. Didn't we
0: have this reveal already? I feel like... And... It makes Didn't no sense do because that? She, lit- she literally shows up. Her first appearance is her threatening Usagi for the Gensui show as soon as she hears the name Usagi Tsukino.
1: Yeah, and they don't explain, like, like they, they don't explain, like, if she had any type of memory loss or something like that. No.
0: This is yeah, just totally but, new to her. It's so bizarre. Like, she should know all of this. Like, She knows who Usagi is. She knows who Mamoru is. She knows who the Senshi are. That's why she's there. Yeah, they're literally her guardians too. Like, none of this should be shocking. And it's such a weird take. So much of
1: this series wants you to feel like there's some great mystery going on. While also, like, heavy-handedly feeding you all of it. So, there's... Nothing is surprising. Nothing... (laughs) Nothing is set up to be a surprise.
0: It's so frustrating, and it's honestly, if they weren't doing such a good job with the Ayakashi sisters, like, I would just completely hate this art.
1: Yeah, no, like, all all the characters who are, like, very interesting and getting some actual development and acting like decent creatures
0: are all the side characters. All of the enemies are doing a fabulous job, and all of, like, the good characters are just- Actually, you know what?
1: flat I feel like Usagi for as much hate as she gets for you know a lot of people think she's stupid I feel like she's one of the few characters who's acting pretty rational in this whole thing
0: oh like Usagi's brilliant in R yeah Usagi's making all the right choices and her friends and her lover are like everyone yeah
1: everyone around her is like gaslighting her and acting stupid and Usagi's sitting there like why can't you guys understand? My life is falling apart. There's a child from somewhere and nobody's doing
0: anything about anything. You know? And they're like, oh, Usagi. It's literally the meme, why are you booing me? I'm right. Right. Yeah. No kidding. And anyway, they go <laughs> to find Conan and Bernier. They're like tied up on a bridge. Pets and Calaveras are like, haha, it's our chance to kill you. But Pets has the wand. And so as they're fighting, Pets is like, I'll kill all of them and Calaveras. So that way, like, she doesn't have any rivals. And Calaveras is like, what? I thought we were in this together? Right. And, like, Cohen and Bertie are, like, pleading with their sisters, like, you don't have to live like this. Like, we found a better way. Like, the way that we were, like, the Black Moon way is not the right way. Uh And Pets is just kind of, like, taken over with just this you know, like, this evil, but they do manage to get through to her, and, you know, they, like, Calaveras and Pets are kind of like, okay, maybe we'll reach out and take your hands, but that's when Ruby shows up and is like, so this was a trap. I'm gonna use a stick to kill all of you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm killing everyone. <laughs> Everybody dies and I win. Yeah. And <laughs> and he, like, activates this wand, which basically creates this black hole and, like, the Senshi manage to keep themselves out of it, but Pets and Calaveras get sucked in right away. And Sailor Moon's like, that's not acceptable. So they all use Sailor Planet Attack to destroy this thing, which gets them out of it. They get sucked in.
1: They get sucked in, They do in, get yeah. sucked in, and they enter, oh, like, this alternate... Right. Yeah. They're, they're yeah. kind of, like, this alternate plane, this kind of in-between kind of world. And they, mm-hmm. they manage to... Um, make it back They go into the
0: phantom zone.
1: Basically, yeah, they enter the phantom zone.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Eh. But they sail planet attack, which breaks it, sends them back to their world. And at at which point, Rubius is gone, and Pets and Calaveras are like, what do we do? And Sailor Moon makes them human, like their sisters. Yeah. And Chibiusa has, like, followed them this whole time and stayed out of sight, because Chibiusa has, like, plus 20 to sleep. (laughs) And uh... She's like, wow, wow, I had no idea, like, he is Sailor Moon. Which, again, makes no sense because you showed up knowing that she was Sailor Moon. I don't even know. I don't even know. That whole thing was so weird. I'm just It's like... so, and it, it, I don't, I don't understand.
1: They made I choices.
0: Don't. They made they some made choices, choices. And, like, really bad ones.
1: Yeah, but they made them and they stuck to them, <laughs> by golly. I
0: guess. Anyway, so Pets Calaveras, Colin, and Bertie are all have a happy ending. They run a makeup shop together. It's they're adorable. Human. Yeah, they're living their best life. They're still, you know, they're mean to each other, like sometimes, but there's genuine love and affection and, like, mutual help and understanding that did not exist before. And they're a team now instead of. Yeah. You know, yeah, they're a team instead of being rivals to each other. Right. Um, but the next episode is Ruby is, like, freaking out because his whole team is gone. And, and whose like fault gone. is that? But here's the thing. They're not just gone. Like, they're not dead. They're, like, literally, they literally defected to the white man. Yeah. <laughs> and we get, like... Probably the best villain in all of Sailor Moon are, which is Esmeralda. This is when she shows up and she's like, Prince Demond is so mad at you for how bad you're doing. So he's <laughs> going to replace you with me because clearly you're not doing it. It's basically
1: and- that moment when you're a shit manager and all your employees quit. And suddenly the the um, general manager swings in and...
0: <laughs> yeah district manager comes in and is like what did you do yeah (laughs) it's like maybe the problems with you yeah we're not gonna go into like anybody's like retail torture past (laughs) (laughs) i i feel like that's all
1: you need to know to get that whole backstory mm -hmm. we all we've all been there you know (laughs) everyone has
0: been there and if you haven't been there it'll happen and if (laughs) you
1: if you haven't been there you might be the manager no, I'm kidding. Mm-hmm.
0: I think they might be. You might be. I don't know. Examine your life. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but now we finally get talk in the anime about, like, UFOs appearing all over Japan and, like, leaving crop circles and things like that, which was happening, like, from the very start in the manga. And this is the point where Chibiusa steals the brooch because she knows that—and again, like, you knew that was the Ginsui show. Like, the whole time. You've been trying to steal it from her this whole time. Like, how do you... Uh, I don't... It's I, I, the think, lot,
1: <laughs> I think they were just waiting. I think maybe they're just hoping the audience had forgotten. So maybe. They, so they could have this big reveal and then have her try to steal the crystal, you
0: know? Yeah, and, like, she's, like, telling herself, like, Isagi doesn't deserve it. She's, like, she doesn't deserve to be Sailor Moon. She doesn't deserve to have this power. And... She needs it, like, I need this more to save my mom. And she tries to use the time key to teleport back to the future, which doesn't work. And it summons Rubius. but he's so freaking slow about, (laughs) like, attacking her that she manages to get away while he fights the other senshi, I guess. Her sneak is just so high, she can sneak while he's right there. (laughs) Right? And, like, she runs off to Mamoru, and, like, the other, and, like, you know, Mars, Mercury, Jupiter, and Venus are, like, fighting him. And Usagi, who obviously can't transform, is, like, I know where she's going. If she's not with me, she's with Mamoru. Like, those are the only two places she goes. Yeah. (laughs) So she goes to Mamoru's place, and Mamoru's, like, trying to convince her, like, you have to give it back. Like, this is Sailor Moon. And, um, this is great because, like, he's... Almost about to convince her when, like, the doorbell rings and he goes to answer the door for and new Son, he, like, busts in and Chibiusa's like, Peace, I'm out. Tele- turns Lena P into a parachute and jumps <laughs> off the balcony. <laughs> and it's so good. Like, yeah. This whole, like, the whole concept of this has no logic, but the image of Chibiusa being like, Peace and like, parachute. She, <laughs> is, apartment. she
1: makes such good use of that tool.
0: Like, Chibiusa is really clever when they allow her to be. Yeah. Right, exactly, when they allow her to be, yeah. But anyway, she does the whole thing, tries to get away, Rubius comes back.
1: Um, I'm kind of thinking, I'm kind of thinking of, like, how to make a Chibiusa as a a D&D character now. Like, she would need some kind of tool that she could, like, morph. Anyways.
0: Yeah. Maybe an artificer. I don't know. Hmm. Anyways, that's something we'll talk about that offline. <laughs>
1: this is a different. That's a different show. That's a different podcast. It's
0: <laughs> a different show. Um. Anyway, ta- like attracts Rubius. Rubius starts to like go after, her, but the she show up and are like basically fighting him off so that Tuxedo Mask can like grab her. And this is when Rubius abducts all four of them. And. Isagi, of course, can do nothing, because she doesn't have the Gensuisho, she can't transform, like, she's helpless, watching her friends being kidnapped, and, uh, like, gets really angry at Chibiusa, because she's like, all of this is your fault? Like, none of this would have happened if you didn't steal my brooch, and, like, goes to slap her, and Tuxedo Mask, like, stops her, he's like, you can't hit a child. (laughs) Um, which, like, he's right to stop her from hitting a child, but- I totally get where Usagi's coming from. She's also... Uh,
1: Usagi is also a child herself. Like... Yeah. So I...
0: I can't, i get it. Like, you know? Like... She's not an... In the anime... Yeah. In the anime, Chibi Yusa. Like, in the manga, it's different. We'll talk about that in the next episode when we cover, like, the next part of the manga. But, like, in the anime, the ages aren't the same. Like, she's much older in the manga, but, like, physically, she looks 9... Whereas in the anime, like, no, she's literally nine. She's, like, nine or ten. And she be... And, like, Usagi is 14. So there's not really that much of a difference yeah. in their age. Like, obviously, the younger you are, like, every year is a massive difference. But, right. like, they're both still children.
1: Yeah. So Usagi having some... An, an outburst like that is not, like...
0: Right. Y- you don't need to condemn her. Is, <laughs> right. And this is a long time coming. Like, right. it's been... 70 it's been like 10 15 episodes of this girl showing up out of nowhere invading her life like which led you know she
1: said she was a danger in the beginning and it ultimately led to all of her friends being kidnapped and the only tool she had that would be able to help defend them being stolen so she was right all along they spent all this time gaslighting her into not taking any action and now it's too late as far as she's concerned
0: So. Right, and she doesn't know Rubius. Like, if Rubius was a smart villain, he would have immediately just killed all of them. But he's not smart, because if he was a smart villain, we wouldn't have a show continue. If he was a
1: smart villain, he would not have lost his entire team. Like, (laughs) he's actually really bad at what he
0: does. So bad! And, like, his replacement ends up not being any better, but, like, of course she isn't.
1: Yeah, but at least she's fabulous. (laughs) God.
0: She's Her fan? Chef's kiss. Yes. Uh, Anyway, so the next episode is Ruby is being a complete idiot. Instead of literally blasting away his enemies with this giant spaceship, which, like, I have written down in the Google Doc. Um, He puts out a bulletin, being like, (laughs) yo, Sailor Moon, um, you gotta... I don't think he's even directly calling out Sailor Moon. He's literally just telling everybody in, like, Tokyo, being like, give me the Gensui show and the rabbit in three hours or I'll kill your friend. If this
1: was modern day, he would have just put out a tweet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And probably, like, all of Tokyo's, like, I don't know what's happening, I'm going to ignore this. It's like, except for, like, the three people who care about this. And, but, like, the UFO is, like, visible and over, like, Tokyo. So everyone's probably like, I don't know what that's about, but I do know that a UFO is not cool.
1: I wonder what that's Um, an advertisement for.
0: Maybe. I don't know. All I know is, like, I bet like, people in, like, Japan's government were, like, calling up, like, the U.S. bases and being like, hey, yo, do you see this? Is that yours? (laughs) (laughs) Guys? Uh, Yeah Um, The most unrealistic part is the fact that there are no like US jets like coming out from like (sighs) stations in Japan Um But anyway, so like Here's here's a really weird thing to me, because like it shows like Ruby's has the Senshi, right? And instead of being like chained up or like put in stasis pods, they're literally like chained to crosses because I don't know why but like because. a lot of Japanese media really love like Christian imagery. They don't love they don't necessarily like Christianity, but they like the imagery. They really love crosses.
1: All of Evangelion is just oh. the original, it's just a mess of Christian imagery with with no uh, no deeper context, no deeper meaning.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really wild because there's also a ton of crosses
1: in Lolita fashion for no good reason.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was always something that, like, made me really uncomfortable because I don't have a Christian background. Uh-huh. And so I – and, like, you take religion very seriously in my household, not just, like, our religion, but everybody else's. Yeah. And so to kind of, like, see, like, the symbol – like, the – the symbol of, like, the world's biggest religion just, like, casually, like, posted everywhere. And I'm like, right. I don't want to wear a cross. Yeah. But, like, I also know that the context in which you're using this cross is not religious. Right. So it's, it was it's, it was just really weird to teen me, because I'm like, why are you doing
1: that? Right. Why are you portraying but, it if it has no meaning? Whether, yeah. Like, but then... At the same time it's such an intense image you know it's yeah yeah, that it seems odd to use it superfluously
0: yeah but i guess at the same time like you can argue that for like people who belong to christian households having like buddha statues all over the place and it's like oh yeah for sure why Yeah, that's always been a thing to I mean, like, that's always been a thing to me where I see people use like other religions, like religious icons, as decorations, and me being like, do you, do you know what that is? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but at the same time, you know, you don't have to worship a particular thing to find meaning in it. You know, like, I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of uh, there's a lot of practices that Christians use around the holidays that is, that are pagan imagery. But they still gain mm-hmm. something spiritual from it. They just impose their own beliefs onto it, and
0: yeah. that—that's
1: how I feel like when it comes to a lot of uh, using imagery like that. Like maybe they're not Buddhist, but maybe they have some—maybe uh, they have some understanding of the philosophy and find value in that, or maybe they just fancy themselves as the global type, you know. <laughs> Yeah. It totally yeah, depends. Think... It totally depends on in the case of yeah. uh in the case of a lot of anime though, it's just they thought it was cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Anytime you see an anime that has like a nun in it, they genuinely do not know what nuns do. It's like they're cool
1: though. And they kind of They're just
0: like we love the habit. This is a whole fit. Right. We love it. So good. We know <laughs> there's something about, like, Jesus in there, but we don't, we, don't, we don't care.
1: Put him in black and white and give him a cross. And you know what? Let's just make this skirt a little shorter. Way shorter. We
0: need a titty window on here. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have your head covered, like, and your neck covered, but, like, we gotta have the boob window. We need to have this tighter. Nope,
1: tighter. And the skirt.
0: The, <laughs> the skirt can't has to be mid thigh or shorter. It's like, maybe you guys shouldn't take your inspiration from Halloween costumes. But anyway, from
1: fetish shops.
0: <laughs> it's, it's wild, and I feel like there could we could have like a whole second thing about how weird it is to me as like an Indian Muslim mm-hmm. seeing other people just kind of like take thing take religious imagery not because they find genuine meaning or they're like this is an aspect of the philosophy that rings true to me but because they think it looks cool and just kind of like seeing that across like every kind of demographic you can think of right and and me sitting back being like I don't Like that's somebody's
1: god. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I think that's because I mean, in the U.S., there is there is a culture, not not a monolith, obviously, but there's a culture of nothing sacred. You know, there's a culture of Mm -hmm. don't take it don't don't take it too seriously, bro. You know.
0: Yeah, nothing sacred until the Christians get mad about you uh, persecuting them. I, then.
1: Yeah. But I, I feel like those are, that's why I say it's not a monolith, because I feel like those are two separate yeah. groups. You have, you have the evangelical yeah. where the only sacred things are Christian things. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have the group where there's absolutely nothing sacred. Like, seriously, don't take it serious, yeah. guys. Guys. Yeah. It's just imaginary. You know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> But anyway, sorry for like this massive religious tangent.
1: Yeah. The whole, whole point was whole point was you see them depicted on crosses in a very
0: um like literally crucified. Yeah. Well, like not literally cuz they don't have like things through their palms. Yeah. But, but like the
1: point is they they are suspended on crosses in a in a very uh provocative way and so that it looks like there should be some deeper meaning here, but there's not. It doesn't go anywhere. There's not. It. it doesn't do anything with it.
0: <laughs> it literally just looks cool. It's literally yeah. like I'm going to chain them to malefic black crystal cross. And crosses. then it's
1: just like ha, 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 ha. you know, evil bad guy moments, and that's that's about what it amounts to.
0: Yeah. And but um anyway, like Mamo ta- Mamoru takes like Chibisa and Usagi back to his place and like Isaki obviously has the bridge back and is they like is like, grilling Chibi, so, like, you have to tell us, like, what's going on, like, what happened, like, why are you, where are you from? And she's like, I'm, you said you're from the future, you said something, like, what is happening? You can't not tell us things anymore. We're past the
1: point where we can wait for you to tell us.
0: Yeah, it's like our friends are literally in danger. And she conveniently knows nothing except that the black moon appeared and her mom's in danger. Never mentions her dad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and is like I don't know, I don't know. I'm just trying to like I'm just trying to save my mom. And like Isagi is in another room, like while Mamoru is talking to Shibiusa, and she's talking to Luna and Artemis, and she's upset, and she places all of this blame on Shibiusa, like it's her fault. Like none of this happened until she showed up. Like all of these terrible things happened. Like I don't see why I should help her. And like Luna and Artemis are kind of taken aback. You know, they're just like you're seriously blaming everything on this small child. Um, and, like, while I was watching this, I was just, like, Usagi's not wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally see where she's coming from. I mean, obviously. Uh, but then
0: she's, she's. Go ahead. Yeah. But then she starts crying, and she's, like, but I, I have to help her anyway. You know? Like. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't leave her alone. Yeah. You know? And that really speaks to who Usagi is as a person. Yeah. And so, of course, he's like, he's like while they're talking, I'm going to bounce. Right. <laughs> She's like, he's calling out for the Gensui show. I can give him that. I can go, like, save my friends at least. So she fails. And so, um,. Like, the cats are like, you can. She's like, watch me.
1: <laughs> right, right. I got stuff to do. I'm Sailor Moon. Bye. Mm-hmm.
0: She's, like, literally my job. And so, of course, oh, yeah. like, once Mamoru and Chibi to figure it out, like, Chibi to like, again, plus 20 to see, yeah. ditches Mamoru. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, goes there. So, like, when Isagi's, like, confronting Rubius and Rubius is, like thank you for bringing rabbit. And she's like, what are you talking about? I didn't bring her. And then, like, turns around, just like, she needs right there. <laughs> and then she's like, uh. And so, of course, he abducts them both into the spaceship. And he's like, thank you so much. And she was like, ha! You think I would bring the real rabbit? And he bluffs really well. Yeah. she's like, that's not rabbit. That's my cousin. Like, I'm tricking you. And he, like, buys it for a second. Yeah. He rolls to bluff. For a second, he, like, <laughs> He stops, and he's like, oh, maybe this isn't her. And then he's like, well, I'll kill her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that doesn't change anything. I just need to go find another child to murder later.
1: Right, which is, like, the first
0: correct villain thing he's done all season. Right,
1: right. So I'll kill everybody anyways.
0: Yeah, so he's like, I'll just kill you. And so, of course, you know, him and Sailor Moon fight, and he uses, like, essentially what's a gravity spell to, like, push her into the ground so she can't get up. Uh And, um, when Sailor Moon, like, tries to attack before he starts that, it's just bouncing off of everything. Because the place is filled with malefic black crystals and that, like, negates her power. And so, like, while Usagi is occupying Ruby as Chibius is, like, running around, like, trying to, like, get the senshi out. But there's a barrier around them, again, because of the malefic black crystal. And... She's like, no, like, I have to free them, and um, figures out that there's, like, crystals in place that power the ship, and so she goes around and, like, grabs these crystals to, like, take them out, and of course, they're full of evil energy, so as she touches them, like, if they're causing her damage, and she activates her moon power to, like, give her the strength to, like, withstand, like, the literal abuse from these crystals... Like, she's screaming the whole time as she's like pulling these things out and throwing them to the ground while Usagi is like literally just doing everything she can to keep Ruby's occupied so that he doesn't notice what Chibiusa's is doing, like to break these crystals. He does finally realize it, like, after like three of the four of them are out. He's like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Wait a <laughs> like, second. Oh, I have to stop. <laughs> oh no, he has to, I have to stop this. And that's when Isagi, like, sends off an attack and she's like, I didn't say, like, I'm not done yet. Like, I didn't say <laughs> you could go. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's so good the way Usagi and Shibuya so work in sync here. Yeah,
1: it's and it's nice to see them being effective, you know?
0: Yeah. And so it's great, so like, Rubius turns to face Sailor Moon and then Tribuisa gets the last big crystal out and the inners are freed from their their crosses. <laughs> and the spaceship is like, I don't work no more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> and and so like it starts to fall and the sentier like, okay, we gotta like get out of here and Rubius just like breaks and he's like none of y'all are getting out of here i'm going to self-destruct this ship and all of you are gonna die with me and he starts cackling maniacally and then bursts into flames and the whole ship is on fire and the you're like we gotta sailor teleport out of here and they're like can we like all of us are really weak like sailor me just got the crap beaten out of her like we were just like attached to these evil crystals but they're like no we have to do it and they managed to do it, obviously, because the show's not over.
1: <laughs> and that was Sailor Moon. Thanks for joining us, guys.
0: Look, <laughs> well, that's the end of the story. So as it turns out, Black Moon Crying Um But anyway, so they teleport out of there. And then we find out that, like, is kind of, like, rolls out of the fire. And he's like, I thought I was going to kill myself. Like, I live to fight again. <laughs> but then Esmeralda appears and is like, oh, no, honey, you failed. Oh, no, you're done. Like, this... You're you're finished. Like, this is your punishment. And traps him in the spaceship, which does explode. So he dies in the spaceship. Yay. <laughs> and then Esmerod reports to Prince Demand, who we finally see. We've only ever had references to him through Wiseman and Rubius and Esmerod. And we finally see him, and he's, like, all white with, like, this white bob in this pure white outfit, and he's holding... like, a wine glass that he, like, obsessively sloshes around and, like, is staring obsessively at a hologram of Neo-Queen Serenity. Yep. And he's so... He's honestly, like, look, there are some really bad villains in Sailor Moon. Right. You know, anytime someone's, like, anytime somebody has said to me, like, Madoka is, like, a darker version of Sailor Moon, I'm like, did you pay attention to Sailor Moon (laughs) at all? Right, exactly. These villains are messed up. Like Super S, like S is really dark, and Stars is just one-two punch of just torture. I
1: mean, and Diamond is he's he's basically an attractive-looking version of uh, Frollo. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh my god! I never made that connection. (laughs) <laughs> yep, yeah.
1: yep, he's the
0: creeper. Um, <sighs> he's the worst. Yep. What what I find interesting is that in the anime, like, Rubius... I think it, it makes sense for Rubius to be killed off at this point. Yeah. But in the manga, he's not dead. He's not dead at this point. Oh. He dies later. Um, and we'll talk about it in the next episode. But, like, the way he dies... Is similar in that he's taken out by his own people, right? But why he's taken out is, I think, personally, much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was this the second half. <laughs> what is what is this like? Uh, this the second quarter of Sailor Moon R. Yeah. We still have, yeah because we're not going to finish, like, the other half of this season in one episode. <laughs> we got a little ways to go. Yeah, it's, thanks for hanging in there with us, guys. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, all 20 of you. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Uh, any final words before I do the closing statement? Um,
1: I am going to be so glad when we can come back to Amaru. That's not being a total dick. So,
0: yeah. Here's hoping. I, I I don't know when that happens. <laughs> Here's hoping. I I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing King and Demian. Yes. I love lavender. Oh my god. <laughs> Just. Yeah. I wonder. I I honestly wonder if like when the anime came out. Nayo looked at Mamoru's lavender pants and was like, I'm gonna make that a whole tuxedo. <laughs> We're gonna make this a whole look, guys. A whole look. This is going This is your royal look. <laughs> a lavender tuxedo with a cape.
1: Yep, and it's great. It's
0: great. <sighs> it's fabulous. I, I look y'all, I, I love <laughs> I <can't- laughs> King and Demion. <laughs> I do. I love King and Demon. I love Prince and Demon. I love Mamoru. Like I love Tuxedo Mask. You know, I don't love Moonlight Night. That's the only version of him that I don't love. Um, It's so random. It's so weird. But tell us I do want to re Yeah, I do want to reassure everyone that I'm not angry at Mamoru and Sailor Moon are. I'm angry at the writers. Right, for sure. It's not his fault he's like this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They made choices, and they just were not good
0: choices. They made really bad choices and fell into, like, some really obvious and bad tropes. Yeah. Um, But anyways. Tell them where they uh, can find uh, us. Sure. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Pod or contact us through email at podcast at gmail.com. You can find that information in our show notes. Thanks to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork for our podcast. Please rate and review us wherever you find us. Or, Tukini koak de Ooshiokyo!